الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين رب المشارق ورب المغارب بارئ الخلائق أجمعين نحمده ونستعينه ونعوذ به من شرور أنفسنا إن النفس لأمارة بالسوء ونعوذ به من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله إذا قضى أمرا فإنما يقول له كن فيكون والله غالب على أمره ولكن أكثر الناس لا يعلمون وهو القاهر فوق عباده وأشهد أن سيدنا وعزيزنا وحبيبنا محمدا صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم عبده ورسوله لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف رحيم فإن تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم من يطع الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا يضل أبدا ومن يعص الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا يهدى أبدا أما بعد Committed Muslims, Ayuhal Mu'minun. We will continue with Allah's guidance to prep ourselves with the life sustaining information that Allah has privileged us with. As you know, we are approaching the month of Ramadan. This coming week sets off the days of fasting that we observe. (coughs) And it's going to be during the month of Ramadan the month in which the Qur'an was made accessible to us. 
It's going to be within this coming month that very important developments may unfold. And as most of us know, the last Jumu'ah in the month of Ramadan is the day designated as the day of Al-Quds, Jerusalem. And because with Allah's assistance, we are not reactionaries, we are not ceremonial, we are not seasonal Muslims. We take humble pride in the fact that we are principled Muslims, whether it's the day of Al-Quds, whether it is the day of Arafah, whether it is the day of Ashura, whatever day of responsibilities, we consider the rest of the year to be shades of those days. Not that day we approach it and then everyone goes into high alert and then when the day passes by, everyone goes back to their comfortable status quo conditions. So, we will continue to visit the meanings in the Qur'an that relate to Al-Quds, to Al-Ard Al-Muqaddasa, the Holy Land, to the Blessed Prophet of Allah, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him and his, and to the generations of Muslims who have sacrificed to make it possible for us today to be who we are and to be where we are. We spoke in previous khutbas, in the immediate previous khutbas, about the first ayah in Surah Al-Isra. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Subhanalladhi asra bi'abdihi layla. We spoke about the word subhan and what it means. We spoke about the word asra and what it means. Maybe a little additional information. The word asra has something like a lost meaning to it, which should come back to our consciousness and our minds. And that is give rank to, give rank to. Some people would say elevate, some people would say distinguish, but the most important thing to understand is giving a rank to someone. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Subhanalladhi asra bi'abdih, He gave rank to his most devout subject. Layla, 
during the night. Min al-Masjid al-Haram. We spoke about the meaning of Masjid and we spoke about al-Masjid al-Haram. Ila al-Masjid al-Aqsa. We spoke about the meanings of al-Masjid al-Aqsa. Al-Ladhi barakna hawla. Around which we, the area that we blessed. Linuriyahu min ayatina. So that we may show him Allah's beloved prophet of our ayat and we spoke about the meaning of ayat now this ayah we covered we know from this ayah and other ayat in the quran that there was a journey by Allah's Prophet from Mecca to Al-Quds. But then on the other hand, there was a journey by Allah's Prophet from Al-Quds to what is called Sidratil Muntaha. That's probably what some people call infinity. And that is called Al-Ma'raj, the ascension unto, from earth unto heaven and beyond. That movement upwards is called Al-Ma'raj. Notice that the ayat that speak about Al-Ma'raj are in Surah Al-Najm, and there's quite a few ayat in Surah Al-Najm that speak about the Mi'raj. But as far as we are concerned here, because we are still in Surah Al-Isra, we will try to preempt some of the questions or some of the thoughts that circulate in an average person's mind. Al-Mi'raj, how... Uh, someone would ask how is it possible that a person of flesh and bone and blood how is it possible for this person to go up to the heavens without disintegrating it takes speed to do that within a span of one night and from all we know at accelerated speeds the body will disintegrate it cannot you go you drive in a car and go 120 miles an hour and you put your hand out of the window and you begin to feel the impact so what if you're going at let's say the speed of light what will happen to your body it's just impossible now this is a valid concern whoever brings it up whether it's a muslim or a non-muslim and to respond to these types of issues, it's healthy to take a look at the span of the Qur'an. In the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to us about basically three forms of life 
three intelligent forms of life Al-Ins, Al-Jinn, and Al-Malaika Is there anything else? Each one of these categories of intelligent life has its own physical and social laws each one of them what applies to a human being does not apply to a jinn what applies to a jinn does not apply to a human being what do we mean by this a jinn is made out of the flames of the fire وَخَلَقَ الْجَانَّ مِنْ مَارِجٍ مِنْ نَعْرٍ We, human beings, are created out of the dirt, the soil of the earth. خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ صَلْصَالٍ كَالْفَخَّارٍ So these are two different containers of intelligent life. One container is our bodies, they're made out of the soil of the earth. And the other container is made out of a substance of the fire. So the laws that apply to us, if my finger is put in the fire, the physical laws we live with, I'm going to burn. But if a jinn puts his finger if he has a if he puts it in a, the fire it's not going to burn because that's himself that's his own constitution and jinn are reported to be able to penetrate through solids they can walk through walls we can't walk through walls so the speed of the jinn is much much more than the speed of we the human beings because they live in another dimension of of physical and social laws it's not our dimension the same thing applies to the angels the angels are made of light and so they live in another sphere of rules and regulations physical rules and regulations physical or non-physical whatever however way you want to understand it in that dimension but they live within it. So, one of the ayat in the Quran that deals with trans- transiting through these different sets of physical laws was during the time of Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam. In Surah An Naml, ayah 38, the ayah says. قَالَ يَا أَيُّهَا الْمَلَأُ أَيُّكُمْ يَأْتِينِي بِعَرْشِهَا قَبْلَ أَنْ يَأْتُونِي مُسْلِمِينَ Sulaiman says to his top of the line advisors, technologists, specialists he says which one of you can bring me her throne before this is in reference to Balqis from Yemen and he is in the holy land the land that we are speaking about ayyukum yatuni bi'arshiha 
قبل أن يأتوني مسلمين أيكم يأتيني بعرشها قبل أن يأتوني مسلمين who, who can bring me her throne before they arrive they were on their way they were just about to approach the domain of Sulaiman Who, who is this mala that Sulaiman is speaking to? These people who have all of the technology, all of the know-how, the latest scientific breakthroughs. Another ayah in Surah An-Naml, ayah 17 says, وَحُشِرَ لِسُلَيْمَانَ جُنُودُهُ مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنْسِ وَالطَّيْرِ فَهُمْ يُوزَعُونَ Assembled for Sulaiman were the companies of jinn and ins and birds in their own categories. This is who he, sp- he was communicating with them. This is another issue of how a civilization was possible to establish such communication. But Allah tells us it happened. And if it happened then, it could happen again. So he's asking, who can do this? One answer, ayah 39 in Surah An-Naml, قَالَ عِفْرِيتٌ مِّنَ الْجِنِّ أَنَا آتِيكَ بِهِ قَبْلَ أَن تَقُومَ مِن مَقَامِكَ وَإِنِّي عَلَيْهِ لَقَوِيٌّ أَمِينٌ An individual from al-jinn, and the word here is afrit. In this context, a volatile individual from al jinn answered Sulaiman. He said, I can bring it to you before you end your session. And I am capable, I am able, and I am trustworthy to do that. Now, let's say a, a session that is of these types of meetings, what is it, a couple of hours, three hours, within that time period, I can bring it back for you. I can bring it to you. What we have here is al-jinn applying their own laws so that it becomes possible in their own world so it becomes possible for them to transfer such an item in such a short time. Now that's understandable. And then another response came to Sulaiman. This is ayah number 40 in Surah An-Naml. قَالَ الَّذِي عِنْدَهُ عِلْمٌ مِّنَ الْكِتَابِ أَنَا آتِيكَ بِهِ قَبْلَ أَنْ يَرْتَدَّ إِلَيْكَ طَرْفُكَ A person who had knowledge and science of Al-Kitab said I can I can bring it to you before you blink back and forth before your eye blinks I can do it this is another demonstration of how it is possible to bypass the regular rule physical laws that apply to us another thing we look at our own selves Allah in an ayah in surah qaf says 
لقد كنت في غفلة من هذا فكشفنا عنك غطاءك فبصرك اليوم حديد This ayah says you were oblivious concerning these affairs that you are in now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking to his chosen one فَكَشَفْنَا عَنْكَ غِطَاءَكَ Now we have taken away that veneer or that cover. Now you can see فَبَصَرُكَ الْيَوْمَ حَدِيدٌ Now your vision can penetrate. Now this is dealing with our own physical laws. In our own capacity as human beings, we have the potential of going beyond the normal. Another instance that Allah tells us that happens in our lives. وَلَوْ تَرَى إِذْ يَتَوَفَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا الْمَلَائِكَةُ يَضْرِبُونَ وُجُوهَهُمْ وَأَدْبَارَهُمْ وَذُوقُوا عَذَابَ الْحَرِيقِ if you could only see الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا when the angels are causing them to expire from life they are hitting their faces and their behinds telling them now you can taste the suffering of the flames that's when a person is leaving this world in those seconds or those minutes or whatever short time frame that is, they are still with us, but the laws that apply to us no longer apply to them. So these laws that people say, the Prophet of Allah, did he really go on this journey up to heaven? Well, if you are locked into the inevitability and the unchangeability of the laws, the physical laws, then you're stuck. But if you take a lot, if you take a look at the larger picture, you will understand that there's more to it than I thought. Even yourself, an average person, myself, an average person, when we go to sleep, the physical laws that apply to us when we are awake are not the same laws that apply to us when we are sleeping. Some of us, when we sleep, we go on journeys. We see ourselves falling from high places, or we see ourselves flying, or we see ourselves in positions that are physically impossible when we are awake. So why is it here that it's the same me? I haven't changed. I was just awake and now I'm sleeping. Why am I now subject to two sets of regulations, regulatory laws? Why is that? So we cannot, we're not materialistic and we cannot be confined to this world in understanding that the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he went on this mi'raj, he saw... مَا لَا عَيْنٌ رَأَتْ 
ولا أذن سمعت ولا خطر على قلب بشر He saw what no eye has ever seen what no ear has ever heard what no one has ever contemplated in their own selves and we have to understand that meanings precede words it's not that someone coins a word and then the meaning develops the meaning itself necessitates a word a meaning needs a word and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he spoke to us about the Isra and the Mi'raj because it's something that is an ayah something that is an impossibility when he spoke to us about this he spoke to us in ways that we can understand and that is out of his mercy and out of his care for us and remember Allah when he spoke about the Isra the night journey from Mecca to Al-Quds Jerusalem he said that was during the night Layla but when he spoke about the Mi'raj he didn't say it was night he didn't say it was day because it was outside the frame of time and so when we are dealing with the issue of Al-Quds when we are dealing with the issue of Al-Ard Al-Muqaddasa when we are dealing with the issue of Al-Masjid Al-Haram we are dealing with an issue that stands or that is positioned within the concentrics of Al-Ins, Al-Jinn and Al-Malaika and in those spheres everything is possible unlike what our conventional mind tells us no I don't think it's possible أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ودعوه سبحانه وأنتم على يقين بالإجابة وتوبوا إلى الله إن الله تواب رحيم الحمد لله الذي هدى وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا المصطفى وعلى آله وصحبه أولي النهى وأولي التقى Dear committed brothers and sisters in, this, in these coming weeks may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spare us and all those who prefer peace to war from the terrible consequences that are being planned behind the scenes and with the participation of those who are materialistic in their bone marrow beginning with the chief executive and commander-in-chief here in this city all the way to those who are receiving their orders from him 
and the different agencies here who cut across different religious lines. There are Muslims, there are Christians, and there are Jews. We were speaking about Al-Ins, Al-Jinn, Al-Malaika in the context of Al-Isra and Al-Ma'raj. In the context of hardball politics in the real world, we're speaking about the circles of Muslims and Christians and Jews. And these these are the types, if you say something about Al-Isra Al-Ma'raj, they think you're a person that believes in myths, in superstitious things. But we have to take a look at these people who have their policies and their decisions they have an impact on our lives if they are preparing for war we should be able to say they are preparing for war the sirens the alarms are going off in Riyadh and in the eastern portion of Saudi Arabia in a way that is reminiscent of the war in 1991, you know, that, that war that they, we were told lib, uh, Kuwait was liberated. During that time, Desert Storm it was called, those sirens were going off. The way they are going off nowadays in that part of the Arabian Peninsula. In the past couple of days, there were missiles and rockets going in both directions into occupied, rather colonized Palestine. You see the, the influence of the media because the word occupied is used so often. Even a person knows the word is not correct. He makes the mistake of repeating it just like I did. These rockets and missiles were going into colonized Palestine and they were going out of colonized Palestine. When you listen to the media in the Arabian countries, they were virtually adopting the Israeli propaganda. Just wording it a little differently. But the presentation was that the Israel, these are the Arabian mouthpieces, radios, TVs, satellites, social media, etc. They were saying that the Israelis have delivered a military blow to certain military targets inside of Syria. Why, ask yourself, why would Arabian officials and their spokespersons, why would they be parroting the Israeli propaganda if they have not coordinated some of their policies and agreed to speak one language, the language of war against Islamic self-determination? The 
chief executive here in Washington a few days ago appeared in the media speaking to the Americans and the world that he is withdrawing from the five plus one nuclear agreement with the Islamic Republic. Immediately after that, there was jubilation in the Arabian Peninsula, namely in Saudi Arabia. They felt like now they have been liberated. Things are going to happen according to their desires and their expectations. This MBS, this two steps away from becoming king, political adolescent, he's offering the Palestinian issue to the Zionists and the imperialists for the survival of himself and his family. And he's almost repeating verbatim, almost word by word, when he said that the Palestinians have been for a long time procrastinating and not serious about uh, solving their issue, they should either put up with what is being offered or they should shut up. Something to that effect. That's almost verbatim what Abba Iban said some decades ago that the Arabs never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. That's just wording it in another way. And the Zionist was more civilized in presenting the same idea, notice here, a Zionist who is an avowed enemy of Muslims was more civilized in expressing himself than this Bedouin from the Arabian Peninsula, telling the Palestinians to shut up. The roar back at him by the Muslims of the world should be, you are the one who should shut up. The Saudi regime is deploying, is positioning a rapid deployment force in Al-Haram al-Nabawi, in the Masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in Al-Madinah. They are putting a rapid deployment force around it. What? You ask yourself, what are they thinking? Something's going to happen there? Of course, they don't want this to, this news item, they don't want it to make its rounds, everyone to know about this. But anyone who knows and thinks, why are they doing that? You'd get the impression, well, something big is going to happen and they're beginning to prepare themselves for that something big. And to uh, refresh in your memory, Many Muslims go to Mecca and Medina during the month of Ramadan to perform their Umrah. That Umrah, as far as numbers are concerned, 
is on par with the Hajj. Almost two million, between one million and two million, depending on who you read and what you read, go to Mecca and Al Medina during the month of Ramadan. So why, why are they putting all these troops around? in Al-Haram al-Nabawi and also they're positioning extra security. They're doubling their security in Mecca. Why? Why are they doing something like that? They're not, uh, they can't expect us to be blind to what's happening. We want to see and know what happens or what is going to happen before it actually happens. They made it official now, brothers and sisters. The Saudi outlaws have made it official that beginning with the twi- on the 24th of June, it becomes legal for women to drive cars in Saudi Arabia. 24th of June. Today, the person who delivered the khutbah in Al-Haram, in Mecca, believe it or not, I don't know if he was even listening to himself he even knew what he was saying he was in his khutbah attacking fanaticism and sectarianism they are the ones he and his crowd they are the ones who have been educating indoctrinating and brainwashing every Dick, Tom, and Harry on issues of fanaticism and sectarianism in all of these years. And for someone right now stands up on the minbar in the haram in Mecca and he takes issue with his own self. Meaning what he, he and his likes have been doing in the past 20, 30 plus years. Why does he do something like that? He has orders. The kingdom has to be defanaticized. This image of a fanatical Wahhabi kingdom has to disappear. The officials will work will work on it in the media, and these clergy officials have to work on it from the minbar. And thus we had that khutbah today in Al Masjid Al Haram. Finally, not finally, but along these lines, the Zionists who are killing Muslims, you know, the the Saudi Wahhabi crazies, they want Muslims to kill each other. That for them is Tawheed. But when a Zionist or imperialist, when they kill Muslims, Oh no, they are Ahl Kitab. It's another way of saying there's some justification for them to have Muslims kill Muslims. So, knowing that the Saudi officials are running wild now, official Israel, the illegitimate regime that colonizes the Holy Land, Tell Saudi Arabia, you have to come out of your hole. Come out of the closet. And what do they mean by that? They didn't leave it us for us to guess. 
They said, the Yahudis are telling the Saudis, you have to confront Iran. That means when you do that, now you are obvious. Your intentions and your policies are vindicated. And then, when this exchange of missiles and rockets a couple of days ago or a couple of nights ago took place, the foreign minister of Bahrain came out. This is the first time any foreign minister in any Arabian country comes out and he says, Israel is justified in protecting itself. A writer, a journalist, in one of the newspapers in Riyadh, comes out and he says, only Israel, look, listen, listen to this, only Israel can defeat Iran. That's, that, that speaks volume, that's an encyclopedia on who he is and who the administrations and regimes and governments that he belongs to are. He just equated them to zero. They are zilch. Zilch. And the only only one in the area is Israel. Look at where the, are these hearts that grew up in the Quran and in the affiliation with Allah's Prophet say something like this? And then this coming Monday... I believe it's Monday, when officially the embassy of the United States is going to be moved from Tel Aviv to Al-Quds, Jerusalem. On that day, in Al-Quds, the adhan for the salah is prohibited. No one could get up in the masjid and say the adhan in public. What are they afraid? That the words of the adhan will reach the ears of certain people who are around? You will find them to be the most keen of people on living they figure that every loud voice or sound is against them and out of the 80 I believe 87 official diplomatic missions in colonized Palestine, there's going to be 30 out of 87, only 30 of them are going to send their representatives to this crime of the century. Imperialists and Zionists agreeing with the endorsement of the Saudi regime 
and its hangers-on to have their diplomatic mission in Al-Quds, where we speak about Al-Isra and Al-Mi'raj. When some of us are going to come out of the woodworks in the last Jumu'ah in Ramadan, where are they? These people who, oh, this is the day of Quds, we have to do some. Where are, where have you been? If you were truly against the Zionists, you would know that their servants are here in this Islamic center. And their presence here is an affront to you. And when you're given the freedom, we've been here peacefully for 35 years, trying to speak truth to power. What are you doing? You're a ceremonial Muslim? A seasonal Muslim? You come on the occasion and then you're absent from there on. But this is the real world, brothers and sisters. This is the real world. We never knew a day is going to come and alhamdulillah that it came in our lifetime. We never knew a day was going to come so fast that these people who worship Zionism and imperialism they don't worship Allah. They worship Zionism and imperialism. And worship here does not mean the technical ritualistic meaning of the word. If they comply, they don't if there's an option, you either comply with Allah or you comply with his enemies. They are quickly complying with his enemies in disregard what does Allah say? Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu la tattakhidhu al-yahuda wa al-nasara awliyaa ba'duhum awliyaa ba'd wa man yatawallahum minkum fa innahu minhum inna Allah la yahdi al-qawm al-zalimeen Brothers and sisters, dear committed Muslims at least at least if things happen in these coming weeks, we can say between us and between Allah, Jalla Sha'no, we can say, Oh Allah, as much as you have given us to express and to explain your word, we have done so to the best of our ability. We stood for the truth and those who die for the truth. We stood for justice and those who die for justice. And the Saudis have been slapped twice. The Saudi officials have been slapped twice in this past week. One of them, the elections in Lebanon, did not go their way. Their agents there lost many seats in the parliamentary elections and then they lost in Malaysia the parliamentary elections that took place in Malaysia this week they also lost their agent there which who they bribed with hundreds of millions of dollars they're being slapped politically and diplomatically and they're going to be kicked eventually militarily out of the area and out of any Islamic 
aggregations and congregations the world over. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna attiba'ah. Wa arina al-batila batilan warzuqna ajtinaba. Wa la taj'alhu multabisan alayna. Waj'alna lilmuttaqina imama. Rabbana innana sami'na munadiyan yunadi lil-eeman. أن آمنوا بربكم فآمنا ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد ربنا صل وسلم وبارك على محمد وآل محمد وصل وسلم وبارك على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خزي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم إن الله يأمركم أن تؤدوا الأمانات إلى أهلها وإذا حكمتم بين الناس أن تحكموا بالعدل إن الله نعما يعظكم به إن الله كان سميعا بصيرا ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله 